Welcome to the Notion Podcast. This is Reimagining. Hi, I'm Paul with Stephen here, our Reimagining series, another episode and one I'm really looking forward to. I know I say that a lot, but uh, having met uh, our <laughs> guest did, today, don't you? yeah, but having met our guest Hannah at our retreat, which seems to have happened like a million years ago, so I'll let you perhaps introduce Yeah, her. thank you, Paul. So our next guest is Hannah, Hannah Dawson. Hannah is the founder and CEO of Futurely. She's a serial entrepreneur, and she founded Futurely to help solve a problem that she'd had and for thousands of small businesses around the world to make better decisions about their business and about their cash and to help those businesses from stop going out of business and, and to stop the kind of systemic failure rates that we see around the world in small businesses. They now serve thousands of small businesses around the world themselves, providing them with the Futurely platform. And I'm sure many of their customers will have been directly affected by the pandemic, which is going to be the conversation we're going to have. So Hannah, welcome. Thanks. Hi, guys. How are we? Yes, good. Thank you. Very good. good. Thank you. Or keeping our distance. (laughs) Yes. um, So let's jump straight in. So when and how did you realise the significance of this pandemic on you and the business? Look, I think like everybody, even around Christmas time, you know, the news started being reported from China and you're like, well, is this, is this a thing? Is this thing coming over here? You know, is it something to be worried about? But I've got friends in hospitality. So obviously, you know, our business supports small businesses, but like everybody, we all know people who run small businesses, right? And my friends, they'd open up a restaurant in Brighton, which was doing brilliantly, you know, and started to see that cancellation requests were coming in and there started to be a, a sense of unease, you know, things like going to the gym, people are saying, should we be doing this? Should we not? And then before lockdown, I think it was the second week in March, my husband decided to go to Belfast with a group of his mates. And one of them started to feel sick on the Saturday night. And by the Sunday evening when he came home, he was bedridden, not great. And then the came in on the Tuesday or the Wednesday with seven days isolation and then 14 days if, if a family member has it. I thought, well, if I'm at home for 14 days anyway, I might as well try to get the bloody thing and did wow. it. And I have to say, I think from the business perspective, because it was so early doors and things hadn't, you know, it hadn't really started to hit businesses. We didn't really know the economic effect that was going to start to happen, you know, because lockdown hadn't been announced yet. But having gone through the experience and being knocked out for 10 days and having that second spike, it was quite scary. And, you know, my, my CTO's wife, she's a surgeon and, you know, they had Zoom calls and they're going, look, you need, probably need to go to A&E tomorrow. You're not, you're not breathing okay. So, I mean, knowing now how indiscriminate it is, it's put everything personally into massive perspective. But from the business perspective, that lockdown week our cancellation requests spiked. So we've started to report on actual requests rather than in addition to churn, because churn really is actually a lag indicator. You know, it happens after the event and often in non-enterprise B2B software, you know, you're canceling a subscription, a monthly subscription at the end of that subscription period. So this cancellation request could be a day before that end, you know, that's supposed to, to finish or a week or two weeks or a month. So we started tracking the actual requests themselves. And, you know, there was this massive correlation with that week. 
okay, right, now what's going to happen? So that was from a personal perspective, from a, an anecdotal perspective. And then I think the final really worrying piece was being in part of other, you know, tech CEO groups on WhatsApp and so on and so forth. And then seeing, you know, immediately, even before lockdown, investors, and I'm saying that Notion, I'm happy to say, did not do this, but investors for other, other companies saying, you need to get rid of your staff now. And it was it's like, well, hold on a second. You know, we're not even we're not even a week into this yet. What's you know what is happening here? So this you know the words I think of the the moment. I'm not going to use the words unprecedented times because they're well overused. But uncertainty has been the word of the moment and continues to be so. Quite a personal journey, yeah. and, and also you, you yeah. touched on many different aspects. And and I remember seeing videos of you still working when you were going through that. Um, well. Yeah, that's, that's your choice as a CEO. Yeah, yeah. So how did you reconcile yourself to the changes once it became obvious that actually you were going to have to make changes to the business? Yeah. And, and how did you come to terms with that? I think, look, you know, our specific business is all about forecasting and predicting where your business is going, right? Uh, you, we're, we're building prediction software. And for me, having a handle on data and possible outcomes was the first port of call. So working really, really closely with Coleman, our CFO, on making sure that we have really, really bad, you know, cases. We've got trigger points. We're like, if if this thing happens, if we get to this point in revenue, if the cancellation requests are this level, we're going to have to make some really tough decisions for our business because we have to preserve the cash in the bank. And and frankly, you know, next year and Series B raises for a business like ours, it's going to be really interesting what happens. We just we just don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with the investment market. So, you know, preserving cash and making sure that there is a business at the end of this was the first port of call, particularly in the first week or so. That's the business side of things. Of course, we've got our, our people and our employees to, to think about as well. A few of them were really, really worried, you know, about the same time that I got sick, there were you know a few things that anxiety levels increasing, and they were like, "I'm just working from home from now," even though you know it's not been mandated yet. We're of course you know on every every one of the Corona briefing updates with the government every day, all of us, and then debriefing as a chief team. What do we do? How do we need to pivot? What do we need to to say? You know, just being really open and transparent with our team, just to say, "Look, we're flexing and changing things as we see fit." But I think we we took a a view to work from home early you know we are incredibly lucky in our industry that you know we work from our computers so actually it's not been it's actually from that perspective it's turned out to be quite a positive thing for the business I'll talk to that that later but you know it was just it's that daily ability to be really dynamic in the decision making that you and your that the leadership our leadership team were experiencing and the factors that we had to weigh up all the time yeah, that ability to keep on making decisions is critical, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm not saying that I thrive, but you can't say that you thrive in a situation like this. But, I, you know, it's one of those things that in a very perverse way, I find quite enjoyable because it's there's a lot of strategic and critical thinking and overlaying of different scenarios and what ifs, which, you know, I think for any business leader, you need to be good at that. Crikey, we had to, you know, we had to be on our toes. And, and then, of course, responding back to our, our board. So we decided to have weekly board meetings just for half an hour, just to track those lead indicators, to track sales, obviously look at those cancellation requests. We'd already gone through some cost cutting and tightening up exercises a few months beforehand. So yeah, we had a plan in, in place, I guess, that we knew how to flex and move. Thank you, Hannah. Can you can you take us on to the next part of the story? Tell us about the plan you put in place to ensure your company's survival. 
Well, look, so we've been running a, a series of webinars with all of our small businesses and going through different industry verticals, really looking at what they've gone through, the plans that they've put in place and how they intend to bounce back. I think the first piece of that question is that that plan is the scenario modeling, right? It's absolutely key to be really, you know, conservative, you know, we've, we've had conservative forecasts <laughs> that we've created beforehand. These we, we were calling ripcord forecasts and... I think off the back of those, we definitely understood that there's a revenue point. If you know, if revenue dips below this point, we're gonna have to make some really tough decisions. But we did take, you know, the advice that, that I'm giving to all of our small businesses in the these webinars and the, the work that we're doing with anything to do with selling product is that immediate cost reduction. What can you do? Well, the government schemes that were in place. So the VAT was deferred immediately. The government put that in place anyway. You know, taking advantage of time to pay arrangements with HMRC regarding pay YNNI. Even in our business, we absolutely did that. We have to preserve as much cash in the bank as possible. We have some debt in the business, so we looked to restructure that. So speaking to our landlords, all of these things, any direct debits that we didn't need, like looking at subscriptions again, what do we absolutely not need? What can we go, you know, from a skeleton perspective with? You know, I, I would recommend that people are doing that quarterly anyway, but we did it again, you know, and we're really very disciplined in ensuring that our costs are absolutely under control and we're making savings where we can do. You know, in some of our bigger software vendors have given us 90 days instead of 30 days. So just anything that you can do to eke out that cash and make sure that it's it's in your bank and not with somebody else at the moment. But at the same time, obviously preserving those relationships so that you're still, you know, a good customer and that we can pick things up. But just while this uncertain period was un- unfolding, those are the actions that we took. And I noted about the, the consultations with our board as well, those half an hour meetings that we were having on a Wednesday and brilliant that our chairman who runs another very big company it was devoting time to us to make sure that we are strategically on point with the decisions that we're making and I have to say that you know we've actually seen those after that spike of those cancellation requests we just took that you know what we've got to just really take a look at ourselves I think generally we've gone through a, a lot of that we've been going through a lot of work this year launching a new website it's not just launching a new website we've been really looking at tone of voice and how we want to engage with our customers and who we are as a as a personality in the brand and, and what our business represents and I feel very very passionately about it. in times like this we are not selling product we're helping people so those webinars that I was talking about we you know we've done we've got partnerships with sweet funding for instance and just really helping our small businesses get access to funding we're not pushing product we're just helping them get there you know making sure that they're making the right decisions with their employees helping our small businesses learn from each other so that peer-to-peer learning is so so key in times like this our community was launched and you know has already got nearly a thousand members in it in in a few weeks which is amazing so you know all of those strategies that we can filter out to our clients and our customers have a obviously a positive effect on us eventually as well as all of our cost-cutting things that we were doing internally, externally, you know, we really just wanted to help our small business community and try and make sure that they make it because if they don't, you know, it's not just us that suffers. Our entire economy is going to be absolutely, you know, decimated. So we have to preserve 99% of businesses that we've got in the UK today. It's always been central to your mission. Yeah. It's just even more acute now. So what's changed now? in the business? What are you doing differently? There's definitely been a pivot from a personal perspective. And I feel really passionately that myself and Helen are really owning 
this, the outbound communication that we're having with our accountants who are supporting small businesses and our small businesses directly. So, you know, it's, it's been very much a product second them first approach, which will just continue because it, I tell you what, it feels good and we're making a difference, right? And we, you know, we're getting the feedback that we're actually helping. So for other businesses out there, those businesses who haven't pivoted and changed their, their tone and really understanding the impact that this is having on their customers' lives and not just that their customers' lives from a business perspective, but they're not going to affect their families. They need to just take a look at their, you know, their marketing team and, and making sure that that sensitivity is there. Other things that have changed in the business, actually revenues tracking up. So we've had a positive effect financially from it. So we've not had to pull the cord. You know, we're still monitoring all of those lead indicators daily and we'll continue to do so there's been a really interesting thing that was a post in our community peer from one of our accountants and you know there seems to be a there's been a really interesting lull with a small business community that he or his portfolio that he's experiencing where there of course was that accountants being the NHS for their small business clients you need to look at your entire portfolio understand who needs to be triaged immediately who's in critical who's critical care who can go into the main ward and who's okay for you know kind of more community care from a cashly perspective and so that that initial panic, I think C bills, the C bills loans are coming in now. The, the velocity is now increasing from a banking perspective on the that side of things. And banks backs gave that shot in the arm for for a lot of small businesses. But that initial fear has has subsided. I, I don't really want to look at what what could be happening in a few months' time. And so it was a really interesting comment from him was that actually, you know, we need to go even deeper with how we're engaging with our customers and going, look, this, this is the time. This is the time to get the fundamentals in place. This is the time if you're not operating your business to understand exactly what your, you know, the implications of this crisis is going to be because the sad knock-on effect for all of this is not necessarily now even. It's going to be next year when loans have to be paid back and the time to pay, you know, arrangements need to be paid back and that VAT deferment need to be paid back and have you got that modeled and do you understand if you do need to if your staff are on furlough you need to make redundancies that that's actually going to create an inflection in your cash position because it's not a case of just losing staff today and, and you've not got that, that that payment to make you've got notice payment and, and holiday payment and redundancy payments to make so it's just that education 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 is what's what's kind of changed for us and just really doing anything and everything that we can to to help so that's kind of on an outbound and a customer basis from an employee basis Hannah our chief of people you know from moving in Q1 to having you know our healthy culture and, and defining our culture and continuing to do that to moving that to being a healthy working from home and remote culture and really assessing the differences that we need to make so you know our employer net promoter scores and those are the employee surveys that we're sending out making sure that we're checking in all the time you know we've got work from home banter channel on slack you know water cooler there's a water cooler zoom that's that's open all the time you know we're just really as as much as we can, making sure and trying to encourage our team to be as collaborative with us as they can be to, to ensure that 
people are okay, you know, but I think for us in, in the main, the last survey is just, you know, the respondents are coming in, but it's looking like everybody's feeling pretty okay, you know, and, and whilst there's a handful of people would like to go back to the office, the majority of people feel that they could continue working from home if they needed to. I think obviously those who have got children and who are homeschooling, that's really hard, right? That's that juggling piece. So we're just being as flexible and supportive as we can be on that. So there's been good and there's been bad from a personal perspective. I think everybody has their ups and downs and their good days and their bad days. And I have to force myself to go outside sometimes. So I don't know whether I'm going to end up becoming a hermit. Of the back of this. <laughs> you know, as a really sociable person who loves, you know, going and having a nice cocktail in a delightful bar and eating out, you know, I, we've been, I've been really supporting the, the Brighton as much as we can. Every weekend, we support another Brighton restaurant by having one of their home deliveries, you know, so that that scene is still being supported. But there's a really interesting thing that we've kind of, I think we've all morphed into actually, you know, looking a little bit inwardly and going, yeah, I'm all right. I think I'm all right on my own. I'm okay. I'm okay with this, <laughs> with this distance because maybe that's just me. <laughs> and I probably need to get some help. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> we'll see how that plans out. This experience has forced us all to be reflective and to think about ourselves and how we work and how we live and how we achieve what we want to achieve. And anybody listening to this will have absolutely no doubt the empathy that you have to your customers and your alignment with your mission. And uh, that's coming out loud and clear. And, and I wonder then how this period of reflection, if we can call it that, is helping you to imagine, reimagine the future of your business, but and more importantly, the kind of the future of the industry that you serve and the category that you're creating. Yeah, you know, it's too much self-reflection. I think, I mean, navel gazing versus self-reflection. I think, you know, this really has been a transformative time for me and our business, it has. And what our mission is and how we want to do it. I think it's that how has been really crystallized through this process. You know, futurely, it's not going to discover the cure to this pandemic. We're not going to do that, but we might help to overcome the symptoms of the recession. What we are endeavoring to do is for those people that use our products in their business that we genuinely feel, particularly with Predict, which is just so special, the way that it understands the nuances of small businesses. You know, no small business owner and operator feels like they're running a small business. It doesn't feel small to you when you're running it, right? It's just your business. But what you do feel is that your business is unique. And actually it is because, you know, a digital marketing agency is different from a restaurant, you know, a city center restaurant and a city center restaurant is different from your local artisan cafe. And my local artisan cafe is different from yours, Stephen. They're different beasts and they're living, breathing things. And forecasting of old has been, you know, traditional forecasting is not what our prediction software is. It's very different. And helping this market who are very disparate, you know, it's hard to get to them. They're, you know, we're talking to consumers, not businesses. It's really B2C, our problem that we have to solve. And so what we really hope for those product people that use the products in their business, that there'll actually be a seismic shift in how their decisions or choices are made, that their productivity will increase. We're also working with Be The Business, which is a you know, government-initiated strategy. And I don't know whether you're aware of these facts, but the reports and the studies have shown that if we can get small businesses to adopt technology and processes that bigger enterprises have, the increase in productivity across the UK would be 16%, which represents nearly £300 billion of GDP. I mean, it's insane. So actually really using this period as a reset for 
business owners to get their fundamentals right, to understand the business, to not be scared of the numbers, to have a different experience that's not terrifying, that can actually navigate their decision making. And actually, it's been really interesting. The word making decisions or making choices, we've been looking at that. And actually, it's a really different feeling that comes from a decision is something that you have to make a choice is something that you have. And what we want is our small business owners to have choices, but to help them navigate this rocky, unchartered territory and be able to pivot as well as we could do because we understood our numbers in a non-scary way and felt that we had control and power. That's absolutely what that we want to do because of course the knock-on effect is that you know, they have greater economic prosperity for their families and, and the communities, and it will help our economy bounce back. You know, it's, it's no small undertaking that we're trying to, to That's, that's an incredible encapsulation of what you're trying to achieve. It's hugely exciting. Well, it is if we can do it, Stephen. How, how do you feel now? I feel energized. I feel slightly, you know, like with any product launch, you know, I'm slightly terrified because it's like putting my baby into a pageant, which by the way, I don't agree with and I would never do that. But but it's that energy, the the pride that the team have got, the energy behind it, the, the true understanding, which, you know, I can't wait to start. So we've been finishing video scripts, for instance, this week and and they've gone through, rather than in times of old, it'd be like, I would, you know, I would write down, you know, we've really, really painstakingly iterated and iterated and iterated about how and why we want to communicate because it's just, oh God, another piece of forecasting software. Well, no, it's not actually. This is totally different from anything you've experienced. And that's exciting, but it, it comes with the equal seesaw emotion of being totally terrified. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. You know, you know, really just desperate that it gets in the hands of as many people as possible you know but this is how we grow isn't it absolutely absolutely this is it this is it our you know small business owners these consumers making sure that we've got referral mechanisms in place all of those things that we've been really rubbish at in the past frankly you know we have and with changes that we made internally last year whilst sleep is scant the control that i feel over the direction of the business that you know the way that we're doing it and how we're engaging with our customers i think that you know fingers crossed we've got a chance we've we've absolutely got a chance to to do something special you know hannah thank you i'm really excited to see what what you guys (laughs) achieve in the years to come and, and it's been a fascinating conversation thank you ever so much my pleasure thank you